Today, we're going to talk about Anchor Protocol. Um, they are currently offering 20% APY on stablecoin deposits. And I know what everyone's thinking. That is way too good to be true. Um, but we obviously want to talk about that and kind of dive into Anchor <clears throat> Protocol so we can understand, is this 20% APY really too good to be true? Or is there a mechanism behind it that is actually sustainable? Um, so just to kind of get everyone up to speed, um, Anchor is a savings protocol that offers low volatility year yields um, on Terra stablecoin, so UST. Um, currently, Anchor's yield is consistently around you know 19 to 20%, um, which is laughably higher than what you'll see at a bank today or even during some of the, the better days of banks. Um, and how they're going to be able to do this is based on two factors. Um, what, what Anchor is saying is that they're going to be able to pay out this 20% by getting staking rewards from the um, proof of stake blockchains that are, or from the assets that you're, you know, um, that you're staking to the proof of stake, stake blockchain. And then when you do that, you provide collateral and you can borrow against it. So then Anchor will use the um, interest from borrowings to also pay out those yields. So really that's what Anchor Protocol is. And now we kind of want to get a little bit deeper into how is this 20% APY sustainable? And maybe. Yeah, sounds good. So, the way that they do it is they're taking, like you said, your proof of stake assets. Right now, it's Luna and ETH, and they are bonding them and then allowing, or yeah, you're bonding them and then you're basically providing them for an over collateralized loan. And they're using those assets to then um, pay out part of that 20%. Um, through their staking rewards. Um, okay. Your staked assets are liquid. So it, the nice thing about this is it allows you to actually use your staked assets and not just be sitting there, you know, rec getting your staking rewards. For people with uh, smaller bank accounts, it can be something where you can almost double your money that you're able to um, deploy into right. different protocols and not just have it all be sitting there. Got it. So, so the way this works then is you would take, for example, I would take my, let's say Ethereum. So I take my ETH and I go to Anchor Protocol and I basically say, I want to bond my ETH. So I give them one ETH and in return, they give me one bonded ETH. So that represents my staked ETH now. Correct. So, you do not get paid any um of the stake rewards for that, then they get all their stake rewards. Okay, so you give up your staking rewards, but in return, you get access to additional capital through this borrowing feature, since you are basically borrowing against these bonded assets that you provide as collateral, correct? So what I was gonna ask is, so is this risky in your eyes or, or not? Because it sounds like it's fully collateralized if you're providing the, the, the asset up front. And yes, using that to borrow against. It's actually over collateralized because you're only allowed to borrow up to 60% of your um, LTV. You're actually only allowed to borrow up to 45% and then you will get liquidi liquidated if you go above 60%. And the only part they actually liquidate will be your loan amount. So you won't lose your total assets locked. You'll only lose whatever amount you had taken out as a loan. So there's risk there, but you're not necessarily if depending on how you manage it it's 
I find it relatively easy to manage as long as you're keeping an eye on it. Um, I think everything in DeFi you kind of got to manage. There's nothing really that's set and forget yet. Um, so, I mean, as far as risk goes, I'd say it's it's probably a medium risk. I mean, the big thing you're risking is your the amount that you are taking a loan out on. Right. And to your point, it's you're only exactly you're only risking what you have as collateral. So it's it's not like you can lose more money than you have like a, like someone doesn't let's say gambling where they're gambling on credit and all of a sudden you have no money but then you're also right. deep in debt. So you have this collateral bonded so in the in the case that you were to get liquidated or the market were to crash you'd only lose what you've provided um to as collateral and and it only up to 60% it sounds like since you can't even borrow beyond that 40 yeah, or it, beyond 60 percent it literally wouldn't let you so so i which i think is a a probably a good way to to manage people from going to you know getting too leveraged and putting themselves in positions where you know they're they're losing a lot of money quickly so i i do appreciate having that that limit <laughs> um but what i have noticed is that as more people are depositing because they see this 20 percent you know, AP, APY on protocol or on anchor protocol, but they're not really borrowing because a lot of people see it as a safe bet to take their stable coins, throw it in a 20% yield, um, which obviously you, you is similar to putting in a savings account, but getting much better yields, but they're not borrowing on it because they're, they're afraid that they could get liquidated. So I think anchor needs to figure out a way to add more, I guess, bonded assets, but also to get people to borrow more. So how do they go about incentivizing people to borrow? Correct. So I think one of the nice things, well, so basically on your loan, you are paying a percentage to borrow that money. And now instead of paying that monthly, what it does is just rolls it into your loan. So basically your loan amount grows in time. But at the same time as that, they're also incentivizing you with anchor tokens. So basically your effective cost to loan is 0% because you're getting anchor tokens equal to the amount of loan increase value. Um, so one thing they could do is increase the anchor um, rewards and basically make it so that they're paying you to borrow. Um, back during the May crash, I believe the rewards got up to close to 100% um, in anchor rewards that you would get just for borrowing money. So they do have those levers available to increase rewards if needed if they need to increase um, borrowing amounts. Okay. So, so if someone, so I guess the idea is that if, <clears throat> if people are borrowing too much money and not enough deposits are coming in, then you would lower these anchor rewards because now there's not much offsetting that interest on the loan. So Correct. if there's not, if there's not rewards offsetting the interest, then you're actually paying to take out that loan. And it may not be as enticing for some people. Therefore they will either pay the loan back um, or add more deposits so they can offset that even more. So in that case, I can see where Anchor is able to use those th those rewards to kind of drive the the borrowing or the net borrowing rate to whatever's best for the protocol. So if you need more deposits, then you lower those rewards. If you need more borrowing, then you raise those Anchor rewards. Um, and so that's that's something I think is very very cool that Anchor does and allows people to access a lot more money than you typically would without adding much risk to your portfolio. And I know both you and I, full disclosure, have been invested in Luna. And I've used Anchor personally 
quite a bit, especially recently, to kind of borrow at lower levels and buy more Luna. Um, and then the protocol actually allows you then to, once you buy more Luna with the borrowed funds, to re-add it to your collateral. I wonder if over time that could have some pitfalls, but but as of now, it does seem like it is working. Yeah, well, and just to go off that, yeah, basically you're doing a levered long where you're basically buying extra Luna and then putting it in with the thought that you think it's going to go long eventually, or you think it's going to go higher in the in the long run, which I I think so too. And yeah, so I think that that's it's a good strategy if the price is going up to continue to buy more Luna and loop it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, and I know recently Anchor mentioned that um, they're they're trying to bring more bonded assets to the platform. Um, I saw them say that I think it was B Soul, so Solana, as well as Bonded Adam, so B Adam, um, are both in the audit phase, and they said to expect them on the platform in the next couple weeks. I I guess they said in coming weeks, so who knows how long that could be, but but I'm super yeah, excited for that. I'm I'm a longtime investor in Adam and. And I love staking my atom, um, so I'll probably keep most of it staked just because of the airdrops and and I do like the idea of securing the network. But I would also like to get some atom that I could, you know, throw in to be atom and create more liquidity without actually giving up possession of the underlying atom asset that I believe will eventually be worth a lot of money. So really cool feature um, that Anchor's um, offering. I guess just in your opinion, what are kind of the pitfalls to this I, I know a lot of talk recently has been around the reserves lowering do you see that as a major issue or do they have some sort of remedy for when that reserve starts to really fall so yeah so there is a, a yield reserve which basically is any excess money that comes from staking and um borrowing rewards that is over the 19 percent that they would pay out to the UST depositors. So right now I think it's at about 60 million excess and it was over 80 million a couple of weeks ago. So it has been dropping rapidly. Um, but that's kind of built in. Like that's really the part that kind of, it's your buffer zone. So while it's not good that it's falling right now, I think that with the addition of more assets and other stuff that they're doing, um, I'm hoping that they can kind of, stop the fall and start growing it again. Cause that is really something that's important for during a bear market. You want to kind of have that cushion to keep providing anywhere close to 19% if you can. Yep. And, and I know um, Terraform labs, which is, I think the, the main probably I'd say people behind Terra, um, they've, they have mentioned that there is, I guess, stuff in place for if the reserve were to get too low and they and they felt like it was going to run dry in a time where they needed more liquidity, they would actually provide it to the reserve. Um, I think that's for four years. There's an agreement in place where, you know, different partners or different contributors to the ecosystem have committed a certain amount of liquidity to the reserve if needed. Um, I know, I think earlier in the year, Terraform had to actually supplemented a little bit um so there it seems like they do have some some backfalls if, if things were to go away or if there were to be a sudden crash that would kind of prop up that rate until we can see a recovery so it seems yeah, like they're doing a good job of kind of hedging against you know the idea that it were to crash or that the reserves would run out um but definitely something to keep in mind as a risk 
Um, that's one thing I think people do kind of push off to the side is at the end of the day, these are investments and they are risky. Um, you could lose all your money if the protocol fails. Do I think that will happen? Probably not, but it is a risk. Uh, one um, mention on that, actually. Um, they have just started to do, I believe it's called Ozone, which is protocol um, smart contract um, insurance. And I think it's like a 1% that you pay and then you're protected against if uh, Oracle problem or something with the smart contract happens and you lose your money. Okay. So you have some risk protection being built in. Okay. Yeah. I'd seen them talking about this. A billion dollars. live? They bootstrap that with. Okay. And is that live currently? Uh, yes. I believe that is live currently. Okay. And so. Yeah. Well, on the anchor, you can over on the side and you can get insurance when you do a borrow. Got it. And I guess maybe you don't, and maybe we dive into this on another day since we're coming up on time here. But when you say 1%, is that you're paying 1% of your borrowed money or 1% of your collateral, I guess? Oh, sorry. That's just for the earn for the 19%. So you'd basically, you'd get 18% instead of 19 oh, on your peg. Got it. So you basically are giving back 1% of your return to basically have insurance. And that's right. where the insurance funds itself is through yep. collecting that and probably re redeploying it to make money on the money that they're receiving. So sure. Got it. All right. Well, we have one listener. If you have a question, feel free to raise your hand. Um, otherwise, I think we'll probably call it a day. Um, I think we had some great discussion on Anchor and uh, the the protocol. And, and although 20% may seem like it's too good to be true, I genuinely think that Anchor has um, the mechanisms in place to support that rate. And that's through uh, providing Anchor rewards to people who provide assets to be bonded. Um, that's also through providing the depositors or sorry, providing interest from the borrowers to the depositors as well. And when you do the math, it checks out. Um, if you look in the article, we have the, or the math is laid out on how that rate is supported and feel free to take a look and let us know if you disagree. But as far as I can see um, right now, the way it's set up, you can have a 0% net borrowing and still receive your 20% APY. And currently you can even buy insurance to secure that 20%. So hopefully Anchor um, can hold on for for a long time here because I think a lot of people will enjoy these returns. Agree. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Greg. And uh, we'll you have too. to do this again. Always fun talking, Tara. All right. Talk to you later, Max.